0: All right, today we got a very special guest. We got Noor Ramzan. Um, he's the founder of Let's Be Friends Afghanistan. Uh, Afghanistan. Um, he's a tour guide. It's a pretty interesting life story. Noor, how's it going?
1: Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you for the call.
0: Yeah, of course. So you're in a uh, you're in Melbourne, Australia, right now, right?
1: Yes, that's right. I'm I'm in Melbourne.
0: How uh, how are you adjusting to life there? How does it feel to be in Melbourne? Very different from Afghanistan.
1: Uh, It is, it is, it is, it is very beautiful. It's a very nice city out here. Very advanced, beautiful weather, you know, like everything is perfect. Uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, settling in still. um, I'm a little bit uh, lost because I, I worked a lot to build my life in Afghanistan. My office, my projects, my work—you know, my company and friends and everything—and suddenly I had to leave all of them behind and just come to Melbourne. Uh, it was quite a, 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 a difficult time, so I'm I'm still uh, feeling a little bit lost, but uh, it's good. Uh, I have to. My now now my my children goes to school. My wife goes to college to learn English and. Uh, I am trying to find a work, different types of work, uh, do lots of dating jobs and stuff, but just trying to get out of this hassle in my life. But uh, in general, it's life, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm fine, we're, we're, we're happy.
0: Absolutely, I think that's the, the yeah. most important thing is to be happy, your wife, or kids are with you, so, um, of course. Now, you were born in Mazari sharif I think, in, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Northeastern Afghanistan. Um, can you talk a little bit about your early life there? I know you lived through a civil war, um, you know, you live through the Taliban rule. Um, if you could expand a little bit on that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, you know, just like any other children in Afghanistan, life is quite complicated, difficult, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was born in 1988, right uh, in the middle of the heavy clash between the Mujahideen and and, and the Soviets. The Soviets were about to leave Afghanistan. And uh, and I was born, you know. So uh, uh, actually, my date of birth is not really really clear because uh, normally when you ask my mom, like when what what's what's my birthday, she 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 doesn't remember anything. She only remembers that uh, it was cold and uh, she had some pain, and I was born. That's all. So You're
0: probably I'm- probably born during the winter months, I assume, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, I had I had uh, I had lots of difficulties in my life just because I didn't have an exact birth date. Lots of crazy stories. So finally, I chose one, and uh, now it's thirteenth of January, nineteen eighty-eight. So I have a birthday. That's good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, in 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 Afghanistan, life's interesting. Uh, you know, Russian came, uh, Russian lift, communism fall. Mujahideen came into power. Uh, then, then Mujahideen started fighting against each other because they couldn't divide the power among themselves equally. And uh, finally, the, the Taliban popped out, uh, rushed over Afghanistan for a long time. We had to escape, you know, and then we had to resettle. And then, and then the US came to Afghanistan in, in 2001. And then again, the U.S. left, and again Taliban came. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anytime anything happens, crazy, crazy stories are created. Lots of people killed. Catastrophe happens in the country. Lots of people dies out of poverty, out of out of lacking lack of food. Intelligent people, they just leave Afghanistan behind them. They just escape for their safety and uh uh. uh I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I'm an intelligent guy, but I had to leave Afghanistan because of safety. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just life, unfortunately, in Afghanistan. That's how the fortune of Afghanistan is, is you know. So uh, that's, that's what happens to Afghanistan every one or two decades. Unfortunately, people have to leave their nest.
0: Right. How was that period of, of after the U.S. invasion, after they ousted the Taliban, how different was that for you? Obviously you lived under their regime and then the U.S. kind of came over and kind of tried to prop up a, you know, a democracy, I guess, for lack of a better term. How was that? How, how different of a change? How how much of a change of pace was that of life for you?
1: Uh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, actually, it was one of the, the very, you know, I can say a very golden era in Afghanistan. Okay. And because as long as I remember... I remember the, the, the communist time very, very small because I was only like four or five years old child. And it was nice. People had peace. Everything was okay. And then suddenly Mujahideen came. Uh, the civil war happened. Millions of people died, killed, migrated, and injured and disabled. And uh, it was a catastrophe. And then Taliban came. Uh, lots of... Uh, um, during the battles lots of people were killed during the Taliban invasions as well and lots of people because at that time when when Taliban was trying to fight recently they were saying that we are fighting against America but when they come in 1995, to 2001 there was no Americans at that time so but they were still fighting and anytime lots of people killed lots of people killed I saw Thousands of thousands of people with my own eyes, dead bodies on the streets, dogs eating them. Crazy, crazy stories happened. I'm, I'm right now writing my book. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book about the last 20 years of Afghanistan, whatever I saw. Very simple book. It's not like a very important thing. I just, whatever I witnessed, I am trying to write it down. So um, uh, when Americans uh, came to Afghanistan, well somebody says americans came to afghanistan somebody says americans invaded afghanistan whatever when americans came uh, a very dark period was finished in afghanistan schools were open we started learning computer english we went we went back to school i myself i couldn't go to school for four years and uh, uh i i cannot really explain everything into very details because it's a long long story and it takes hours and uh so but it was a very nice golden era we were so happy uh, at that time actually americans didn't promise that they're going to build a nation in afghanistan but they promised that they're going to fight against terrorism and make the area secure of any terrorist organization from any terrorist organization so we were very hopeful. It was it was just a new page in our life. Uh, democracy came in. Women were locked in the houses. Fifty percent of the community was totally shut down. Uh, suddenly the schools were open. You could see girls go- going to school going together with boys. Universities opened. Girls and boys in in the same classrooms. They were they were they were learning. You could see. Women, professors, teachers who were not doing anything before they came again into uh, into their roles and they were hired by the government. So it was full of hope. We were full of hope and everything was perfect. And uh, the interesting thing is that Americans were able to kick Taliban out only in 25 days from all over Afghanistan. Taliban were controlling like 90 90 to 95 percent of Afghanistan at that time. And uh, they, they just kicked them out. And, and Afghanistan was zero, zero Taliban. And it was super secure everywhere. Uh, you could see, suddenly you could see lots of travelers, tourists coming, traveling by themselves, just like in 60s and 70s in Afghanistan, where it was extremely secure. And you could see uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of, of tourists coming and visiting Afghanistan. So it was, it was kind of the same era was repeating in Afghanistan, but I don't know what happened. Suddenly, uh, uh, in, in, in 2003 and in 2004, we heard that things are restarting with Taliban in Afghanistan. Taliban and Qaeda was also coming back into power. We could hear in the news that in the border sides of Afghanistan, close to Pakistan areas, Taliban are creating their nests again. Reforming themselves, and uh, they came closer and closer and closer. Afghanistan got insecure and more insecure. Uh, uh, things got worse and worse every day. You know, finally, yeah, in the last uh, last year, uh, everybody left, and uh, we we were we just, just just left us in a in extreme surprise. Uh, like it means the whole world was trying to fight against Taliban. And uh, finally, Taliban took over Afghanistan. And uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it looks like a crazy game for me. And I don't really trust uh, in anything anymore. I don't really trust uh, the world promising that they're going to fight against terrorism in Afghanistan. And uh, I don't know. So uh, that's it. I, I had to leave my family, my friends, my house, my office i was trying to help children uh, i left that one behind and uh yeah i'm 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 right now in in australia australia is amazing it's it's beautiful uh my kids are secure they go to school they learn but the thing is that now i have to find a job for myself i have to do right. labor works here i have one day i work in a factory one day i work in a you know, construction company. I, I'm I'm just lost right now.
0: You know, is there a, is there a way that we could possibly help you, like viewers? Um,
1: uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Maybe maybe if you help me with editing my book, that's all. Um, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, the only thing is, I have to work. I have to work and take care of my family. That's all. Yeah. Don't do any type of didin jobs, labor works, whatever, just just to bring some food on the table. That's that's all I have to do right now.
0: Absolutely. Well, you're obviously an extremely resilient human just just going through everything that you've been through, you know, fleeing the Taliban. How did this shape you as a, as a person? Um uh, uh
1: it's uh it's just I think sometimes problems make people strong.
0: Absolutely, know? yeah. 100
1: I think I think I'm a I think I'm a I'm I'm a tough personality I think I'm a, I'm a strong guy because uh, I have started my life three times from zero and I made a good life a successful life and then again everything collapsed it's all because of this nasty war and uh, crazy stuff happening in Afghanistan in in my country and uh, I think that's that really uh Affects me, leave me in in paranoia and leave me in a in a, in a in a crazy situation. But at the same time, that makes my personality as well. That makes me to think to fight with this situation. You know, uh, lots of people get uh, sad. Lots of people get psycho. I witnessed lots of my neighbors and friends got psycho last time when Taliban took over Afghanistan. Lots of Innocent people went to prisons and when they were released from prisons, they were all psycho and uh, lots of lots of mental problems happened in the area during the wars, you know, crashes, explosions, stuff like that. I mean, even in the recent years, lots of explosions were happening inside the city, 100 people dying just in one boom. And then uh, people witnessing dead bodies, blood on the street, pieces of human being in, 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 in front of their eyes. It, it totally affects people and it affected me as well. But uh, this is life, you know? You need to, the whole life is about playing in the game. The whole life is to, to go ahead. So I have a family right now. I have to take care of them. And uh, it doesn't mean that I should go sleep in one side and cry all the time. That doesn't help. So I have to get up, I have to. Uh, I have to fight. I have to uh, conquer this situation, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I feel a bit lost here, but I'm. It's okay. I go to work. I go to walk, practice a little bit. I I try to write, you know, just to the the, the reason that I'm writing right now is uh, uh, just to let the people of the world know what happened in Afghanistan. And we want you all to know about our stories. Maybe I don't know. Maybe in the future it helps people who is trying to bring war in Afghanistan. They might think, you know, okay, let's let's just leave these crazy poor people uh, aside. Let's not bother them anymore. Maybe I don't know. It helps in the future. So yeah, that's. Uh, but that that makes a strong personality uh, in, in into myself right that, that, that makes a strong personality when when you try to fight against odds when you try to fight prepare yourself for difficult situation that automatically makes you a strong personality and, and, and i think i am i'm i'm one of those guys yeah. i think
0: without a doubt you're definitely one of the toughest toughest people probably on planet earth i think your your story's inspiring to keep doing what you're doing take care of your family no matter what life is throwing at you so it's commendable it's inspiring and i don't know too many people who will be able to do that now, just to backtrack a little bit, also on your... Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's, it's warranted. Um, so just to backtrack on your earlier, earlier life, I did want to talk about the, the, you know, the North Foundation. So Afghanistan's obviously a very poor country. You did what you had to do for your family to make some money. You worked on the street. Can you kind of describe what you sold, what that was like, and why you started your foundation? Uh,
1: exactly. The You mean the Noor Foundation? North Foundation, yeah. Yeah, it was exactly... Uh, during the 1998, when, when Taliban took over Afghanistan, suddenly a very a, an extreme poverty rushed over the country because just l- like right now, all the international community said no to Taliban. They didn't realize their government as an actual government. All the countries they shut their borders. They stopped any type of business with Afghanistan. And uh, extreme poverty came in, we couldn't export anything outside, we couldn't import anything inside, so we we basically didn't have anything inside Afghanistan and all the infrastructure of Afghanistan, the the factories and everything was destroyed during the previous wars. So we had nothing and uh, so at that time as a young child, I, 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 I couldn't go to school, the only way for me was that. One day, I was selling a small pieces of fruits on the street. One day, I was polishing shoes on the street just to make money and bring some bread back home in the evening. One day, I was selling water on the street. And one day, I don't know, I was, I was, I was doing lots of dating jobs just to, just to make a little bit of money and, and bring some food. I'm helping my father and my younger brother was, was, was doing the same thing. So normally, when you're just a child, defenseless on the street uh, you're weak there are evil people outside Uh, crazy stories crazy stuff happened to you Uh, uh, misusing you know sometime raping sometime uh, humiliating lots of these things happening to those kids on the street in a in a in a in a poor situation and, and, and nobody cares about you. So I, 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 I remember those days. Life passed now uh, only till last year. I was a successful person in Afghanistan. I had, a, I had a very good company. And the company was welcoming lots of tourists annually into the country. And uh, uh, I was able to help lots of my friends. There were like 20 to 25 people working in our, uh, in our company. And uh, I had lots of influence on very, very important people around the world. Sometimes, like, I had rich clients. Sometimes, I had important social media celebrities coming to Afghanistan. And I was, I, was, I was guiding them. And they were happy to help me in any way they could. Very nice people. The example is Drew Binsky, Drew, yes. theory, uh, and many other friends of mine, uh, like... Uh, Sorry, I I cannot remember the names right now because I have a lot to say and I'm excited right now. So so lots of amazing people came to Afghanistan and they were happy to help in any way they could. So I found that uh, I have a great chance of asking help from people. Uh, That's why when I was taking my clients around, I still saw those kids on the street. I still saw the number of those kids increasing every day. And uh, I feel bad because those kids cannot really educate themselves, Cannot the, the, their family is not able to take care of them. And uh, those children remain uneducated on the street. Today, they're happy with earning uh, 50 rupees or 60 rupees on the street, which is equal to like almost 60 or 70 cents. They're happy with that income, but later when they grow up, they became a strong man. They're not happy with 60 cents income per day, you know, and uh, they they want to have a thousand Afghanis per day, for example. Like they want to earn a hundred dollar per day or two hundred dollar per day. They don't have the education to do that. And what are they going to do? Is they're going to be a thief. They're going to be a robber. They're going to join terrorist organizations. They're going to do lots of nasty other stuff to earn money you know and uh this was the risk of our to our country for the future so i i thought the only way possible was to educate these children and at the same time to pay some money for them as well because their family wouldn't force them to go back on the streets that's why what i was trying to uh create the, the the foundation that i had in my mind and i know how those children are suffering because i suffered and i they had the experience they were having right now. So that's why I, I, I created the foundation. And the foundation was doing actually very well. We were just at the beginning of everything. We have done all our surveys. We have interviewed many families, to, And, and they were happy to, to allow us to keep their children in, in, in our facility. And uh, we were just we had the, the house. We had the stuffing and everything. And everything was just ready to go. The plan was to bring kits at the beginning of July 2021. Suddenly, everything uh, started crazy about the security in Afghanistan from mid-June 2021. So by the 1st of July, uh, the provinces, most of the provinces were now falling into the hands of Taliban. And it it was quite unsecure everywhere. We couldn't even move. Like, you couldn't go from Mazar to Kabul like you couldn't even travel between the cities and uh finally uh i had to some international uh stuff that, that they were helping me practically physically inside afghanistan i had to ask them to leave afghanistan because of the crazy situation and uh, they left and we had to close the door of the organization and finally the taliban took over in uh, uh in mid august and uh unfortunately yeah it uh now i'm i'm struggling here with my own life so uh yeah it uh it uh, it uh, didn't happen unfortunately
0: yeah do you have plans of i mean obviously the future is in question it's up in the air but do you have plans of eventually going back and kind of restarting this i know it might not be realistic hopefully hopefully yeah
1: yeah i i i absolutely have a plan um right now uh I, i'm I'm talking to my team right now. I, we We had a a foundation team out there, so I'm talking with them if there is a way to uh, to help the orphanage in Mazar Sharif because the orphanage was uh, it was lots of children were there, and most of those children were the kids from the army uh, people who were fighting against Taliban. But I found that those children are all out of that uh, orphanage right now, but it's still like a bunch of like, like 50 orphans are remaining, but the orphanage is in a very poor condition because uh, you know, absolutely there is, there, there is Taliban government and the Taliban government is also very poor. They cannot really take care of themselves right now. And uh, and it's like the whole people in Afghanistan is now facing to the lack of food and money, no job, absolutely. There are zero jobs in Afghanistan. People are like leaving Afghanistan every day, migrating around the world. And uh, it's a crazy situation. So I'm, I'm now trying to somehow make the team to, to think about that. At least we can go help that orphanage out there, take care of those children.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just backtracking a little bit, um, so you're obviously one of Afghanistan's most well-known tour guides you've you know obviously taken around. And I've seen videos. I've seen you on YouTube taking around Jubinsky, yes theory, all around Afghanistan. So you really know Afghanistan, um, you know, like the back of like the back of your hand. Um, how do you get started as a tour guide? Um like what kind of drove you to do that? Um, uh, in um uh, in, in two
1: thousand seven I was working in uh, in. An American Corner. It, we, we, we used to call it the American Corner, but it was actually a library by the name of Learn, Lincoln Learning Center. So in this Lincoln Learning Center, I was a volunteer English teacher and I was trying to, uh, because it was a library, it was, uh, don- it was actually financed by the U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan. And I was working as a volunteer here. The mission with this uh corner the the lincoln learning center was to create a cultural bridge between u.s and afghanistan people so i was working in this library and i used to study a lot about the american history there were lots of books out there i was studying and i was reading especially you know the uh uh, american independence day uh thanksgiving day you know, I knew the bald eagle a lot more about <laughs> about about about, uh, about America, and I was trying to translate these books, and I was teaching it to my students, and lots of other uh, students from university they were coming, and I was trying to teach them about about the history of America, and at the same time, lots of expats, uh, Americans, other foreigners who were working in Afghanistan, they used to come and visit this le- learning center. And I used to introduce Afghanistan to expats. I was taking them out, showing them the mosque, the culture, the foods, the people. Just automatically, I became involved in tourism. And and uh, then uh, then I became more busier in life. I started working with many other international organizations. Uh, you know, I, I I became involved with my own life. I got married. You know, family, take care. You know, stuff like that. So. Uh, in, in 2013, uh, I met a friend who was a tour guide. And uh, he introduced, he, he told me about tour guiding. And suddenly, I remembered that I had lots of friends from 2007. That, uh, I spoke to them. I showed them Afghanistan. And I had this idea. And I thought it's a, uh... and also the other main thing was I used to hear lots of negative news about Afghanistan in the media. Right. always talking about explosions about wars you know stuff like that and I was always thinking to myself that look I am right now in in Afghanistan and uh, this is not the only thing that the media has to talk about this there are lots of other things happening why the media is not talking about nice things why the media is always trying to cover the war the hot news you know stuff like that so and this was mainly the main thing that drove me into tourism. So I said, okay, let's let's just talk to my old friends. Let's uh, let's try to show the beauties of Afghanistan. Why not talking about the positive things about my country? We have nice things happening. We have love marriages in Afghanistan. We have kids going to school. We have local bazaars that people bring their stuff, their hand-waved, you know, embroideries, selling them in the market. They bring their farming products in the market. It's beautiful. People use their donkeys and camels, bringing them goods into the markets, you know, and nobody talks about this. And we have lots of rich history, amazing architectures, Islamic architectures, pre-Islamic architectures, uh, culture, you know, we Afghanistan people are very um, uh, friendly, extremely friendly people and very uh, welcoming uh, with the guests, you know. Uh, so I said, let's let's show this side of Afghanistan. And then I, I started traveling a little bit by my own and took some photos and created a Facebook page. And because the everybody was talking, especially when I asked one of the guys to come and visit Afghanistan, he said, no, you know, <laughs> I, I don't like Afghanistan because it's it's crazy out there. And I was trying to say, okay, let's be friends, you know, let's be friends. We are not bad people. Let's let's just show you good things. And and that's how the name of the Let's be Friends was created. And then. I started posting those photos, talking about the history, you know, showing the beauties, and suddenly it grew, grow, and I had more clients. And I, I, I just started with a one-person company, driving and guiding by myself. <laughs> At the end, I had like twenty-five people working for Let's Be Friends, and wow. it was, it was a big organization. I mean, yeah, that's how that's how it 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 started. Yeah. So you started from scratch
0: and just built like a huge. Huge organizations. That's yeah, awesome.
1: it was it was quite a quite a quite a successful uh, company in Afghanistan. So the other good news is that now probably Taliban because they want to show the world that they're like nice people and uh, yeah. they don't want to do anything wrong anymore. They announced that they're welcoming tourists so because also my teammates in afghanistan they're, they're 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 suffering they need job they need income and it's and it's a year that they don't have any income zero income so i also thought to restart tourism in the country and actually we did invite two three people so far and oh, wow. uh, things went well so okay. i can say we, we we resumed our work in afghanistan
0: Okay, and you think it's it's you know safe to go back at this current time? Like, would you recommend like a Westerner to go now?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Since uh, Taliban don't want to show a bad face of themselves to the country and sorry to to the international community, and at the same time they want the Afghanistan uh emirates government to be identified as an actual government. They need to they need to show nice things, you know. Absolutely. They need to be better. So if they want to be better, they need to welcome people like you to Afghanistan.
0: I could only imagine what it's like there now um, as, like, you know, a Westerner seeing that. Um, I did want to ask you this because you kind of brought this up um, before. But obviously, Westerners, when we think of Afghanistan, we think of terrorism and just being totally dangerous. What did that mean to you to kind of show, you know, like someone like me, a Westerner, that there's more to Afghanistan than what we hear in the media? You know, that you have like a rich, beautiful culture, um, you know, hospitable people. Friendly people, um, fantastic cuisine, stuff like that. Rich history. So, what, what does that mean to you to, to show the other side of Afghanistan?
1: Uh, it means a lot to me, uh, actually. Actually, that's that's everything to me. So, uh, previously, many many journalists also tried to contact me. They wanted to go to the war zone. They wanted to go to the front line. They wanted to pay me good money you know that they want to shoot you know hot stuff but i said i'm sorry we we're, we're not the type of person it's not really about money as well of course we want a little bit of money to take care of our life and uh, family and friends and payments and stuff like that but money is not everything so i i rejected lots of people who wanted to film like sometimes people say hey i want to visit the the cocaine field like the poppy field can no, you show yeah, me i pay yeah. good money and stuff like no i'm sorry i don't i don't want to show that part if you're interested in our uh, nice stuff I, i'm i'm here for you you even have to pay me less don't worry but the beauties of afghanistan is everything for me that that's that's the whole meaning of life for me uh uh there are lots of people around the world who want to talk about the crazy stuff about Afghanistan. So I just leave that part to those people. So my job is to to show the the, the positive side of Afghanistan. So uh, unfortunately, lots of people around the world, they miss judges as, as well. It's a bit cruel. Uh, Uh, absolutely whatever you see in the media is not everything about Afghanistan. I don't want to say that's a lie. That's not true. This is true, but it's a small piece of Afghanistan. It's not everything about Afghanistan. There is a lot about Afghanistan that you need to
0: learn. Right. So not, not only is it a beautiful country, but also a huge part of the country is the people. What do you want Westerners to really know about ordinary Afghan people?
1: Um, Absolutely ordinary Afghan people are not terrorists, okay? Uh, And they don't like terrorists. Um, It's us. I mean, the ordinary people of Afghanistan is suffering from terrorism. They're tired of war. They're tired of terrorism. They're tired of radicalization, radicalism, you know? And that's the ordinary people of Afghanistan. They're tired, and they want to leave the country every day. If you go to... The Pakistani border if you go to the irani border these are mainly the two borders right now that people can leave the country Do, daily you can see thousands of people leaving afghanistan lots of people put their life in danger crossing the borders illegally all the way from afghanistan to 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 europe you know to the west just because they're tired of terrorism they're tired of everything in their own country and they don't feel safe out there that's why they're 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 leaving you know that's the main thing that the people should really know about afghanistan that we are not terrorists we're tired of terrorists we hate terrorists we don't want terrorism to be in afghanistan we want to live like a normal people i myself i had a very nice house i was happy with my little community with my little friends out there we used to come together on weekends we used to uh Drink chai tea with each other. We used to eat kebabs in the restaurant, and we don't have that anymore. And I'm just missing that life. and and that's so uh, so, so cruel to me and my family and my community and everything. That's the type of life that we're missing right now. and uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. We absolutely don't want anything crazy in our country and the rest of the world.
0: right. And I can just I can just imagine how how awful it is, obviously leaving your, your homeland, which which you love so much. I did have a couple more questions. I did want to fast forward to 2021, US withdrawals. When did it when did that fear kind of confer? like when when do you start getting afraid that the Taliban is a possibility of, of retaking over the country? And when did you realize you sort of had to flee? Um
1: Actually, I myself, sometimes being too much positive is not good because uh, it it hurts people. I was I was extremely positive about about my country, about uh, about my government. I trusted my president. Uh, You know, uh, I knew our 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 president was 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 a puppet of the U.S. and. I thought, yeah, you know, being puppet has also levels. Sometimes you're 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 a small amount puppet. Sometimes you're 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 like the whole everything in you is a puppet. But I didn't know that. I thought our president is an Afghan. He's going to care about Afghanistan. We had three hundred thousand army trained, you know, well trained. They were pro- they were professionals, and we thought I thought I had we have a government. I I didn't believe that even if America leave Afghanistan, I didn't believe that uh, our government cannot protect its people itself uh, against Taliban. I was so positive. I I, I especially believed in our army a lot. I thought that they are going to fight against Taliban. They will will not allow Taliban to take over Afghanistan. And uh, till the last minute. Till the last minute, I, 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 I believed in my country. And, the, and that's the reason I didn't leave Afghanistan. Because I never wanted to leave Afghanistan, to be honest. I was so happy with my life and everything out there. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, after 2016, uh, I, I worked for uh, uh, USAID, uh, which is an, 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 an American organization. And it was huge. Uh, I was an employee of the USAID project, and uh, the project gave me a special letter that I could apply for a special immigrant visa to go and live in the U.S. I didn't apply for that, actually, because I thought it's not necessary. I mean, if I live my whole life in Afghanistan, go live in the U.S., What's going to happen? So yeah. uh, I thought, I'm going to stay in Afghanistan. I have a good business here. I help my people. I help, I, I help the children. I'm helping my friends here with my company that I have. And, and life was enjoyable. I was happy with everything. But And I had that hope till the last minute. Even when Taliban took the gates of Mazar-e-Sharif, I flew with the last ever plane with my family out of Mazar-e-Sharif to Kabul. Wow. And a few days later, Taliban took over Afghanistan. Taliban took over Afghanistan in on fifteenth of August. I left Afghanistan on twenty third of August. Wow! So that hopeful I was, but now I know I was wrong. That was a mistake. Our president was totally a puppet, and uh, and I hate him to be honest. Right now, I was going to ask. Yeah, he ruined everything. And suddenly, and suddenly, I saw he himself. Uh, even before me leaving the country, he 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 just escape from Afghanistan, you know, it's, and, and lift everything behind.
0: It's crazy to see, you know, the Afghan president, obviously, a puppet. he fled, you know, before it really got bad. And then Zelensky in Ukraine is is, is pretty much there while, you know, Russia's dropping bombs on Ukraine. So it's a stark contrast. But I was going to ask if you had any contempt towards, you know, the, the Afghan president for kind of leaving behind the country. Um,
1: um, actually, uh, it's a bit cruel for Zelensky to compare Zelensky with, with with Ashraf Ghani because Zelensky is fighting against a superpower of the world okay right Zelensky is, is fighting against Russia <laughs> it's not easy you know yeah uh, but uh, Ashraf Ghani had 300 armed army well trained with only a few thousand Taliban you can never compare Taliban with Russia right you know Right, Ashraf Ghani escaped from a bunch of thousands of Taliban from Afghanistan. Zelensky didn't escape from multi-million uh, Russian army, and he's still fighting. And it's 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 totally something. It's way way far away from. I mean, Ashraf Ghani is just a small piece of nothing in front of Zelensky. Zelensky is right. totally totally uh, a hero you know yeah so absolutely. it's 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 i mean it's absolutely uncomparable to compare Ashraf Ghani with, with Zelensky. It's, it's i mean you and, and compare taliban with russia russia is, is a super superpower of the world
0: and you're absolutely within your right to be to be mad at ghani like i said before just totally fled the country left all those countrymen behind um yeah. yeah so i was hearing from i i listened to uh you know just before this just to you know kind of read up on you and everything um Drew Binsky had an interview with you about how you how you fled the Taliban and you had an interesting story from the airport and, and how surreal it was seeing the Taliban. Um, you know, again with their white flags. Could you kind of describe how surreal it was seeing them again and kind of explaining, you know, what it was like fleeing? Um, you know, you mentioned you are on the last flight out of Afghanistan.
1: Um Yes. Um, yeah, I I I you know, I I already explained uh the the details of how things happened. Right. I mean, people, chaos behind the airport, thousands of people losing their documents, children died in front of my eyes, old men oh, suffocated out there.
0: Man. It
1: was a whole a whole catastrophe. I mean, the worst situation could ever happen to a nation, to a people. So I'm not trying to talk about the details of that anymore. Yeah. But one thing which is really, really tough is that You see your own people in front of your eyes, you know. Um, There were very important people that day that I saw. I saw politicians running. I saw celebrities, you know, people who were active in cinema, people who were my role models of my life. And uh, I wanted to see them someday. I wanted to have a signature of them. I wanted to take a photo with them. I saw all of my role models of my life in front of me just like me, escaping and trying to seek help. And nobody was there to help them. They were just like normal people, shouting, yelling, crying. I mean, the most difficult for me was seeing this type of situations, a very successful, let's say, uh, uh, cinema artists was seeking for help, you know. And the uh, yelling for help crying and this was the most devastating moment of, of my life and at some point i was just looking at these people and i was just i was just looking you know i was thinking you know this is this is really really sad this is really uh, devastating you know you see your own people living and they're just remained somewhere and nobody is helping them you know very small amount of people were able to get onto those planes Left Afghanistan. I mean, uh, thousands of thousands of people left behind. You know, nobody was there to help them. And finally, two days after I left, exactly where I was standing, the explosion happened, and I saw its photos um, in the social media. And uh, I saw hundreds of people with 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 torn bodies, pieces of body with blood everywhere, and also. Uh, I we there was a way between the airport wall and that way that we were passing. There was a, 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 a I don't know you call it a ditch, a stream, where the septic of the airport was going through that stream, that ditch, and uh, the color was normally uh, dark gray, or I can say the color was black because it was full of uh, it was it was septic, you know, out there. Right. Yeah. But even in the photo, I saw the color of that dark thing was reddish, you know, red with yeah. the blood of people. And you can imagine how devastating that is. And that was my people, you know. Yeah. That was the people that I loved. And I saw the blood and their torn pieces out there, you know. The people that I wanted to introduce to the world, the people that I wanted to share their story with the world. And I saw those people's photos out there, you know. And it was really, really devastating,
0: yeah, I, I can imagine for someone who devoted their whole life to the country to see that must be just almost how like you must have felt helpless. Um, what does the situation on the ground look like for the ordinary Afghan currently today, like under under the Taliban, are they better than, I guess, their last rule?
1: Uh, with safety, they're fine because they're ordinary people. they They have no. They have no idea about the politics. They don't know what, what is happening in the world. They don't know anything. They're just normal people. In the morning, they wake up. They have a little piece of bread and a cup of tea for the breakfast, and they want to go to work. Right. But they don't have that work. Okay. They don't have that job. Ordinary people, they just go out to work and then bring a bunch of uh, things to eat with their kids in the evening. But they cannot do that. They don't have that job. There is no job. I mean, economy is below zero right now in Afghanistan. And people are extremely suffering. And uh, this is how life is for ordinary people. Right now, nobody is coming, shooting at them. But they're slowly dying because they don't have job. They don't have income. They don't have uh, a small piece of bread to eat. So this is how the people are suffering in Afghanistan.
0: Is there there any way that... um... You know, I, I before I mentioned is there any way that we could help you. Obviously, getting on your feet is there any way you could help the ordinary, like a Westerner like myself from America. Any way that we could help the ordinary Afghan uh, person in Afghanistan, like is there organizations to donate to or anything like that that you know of?
1: Um, I personally don't really. Uh, I, I I don't really know a lot of organization. I mean, normally, just like you, there are, there is WFP. There are some other small local organizations that they want to help. There are some charity foundations that they gather money from their own followers from around the world and sending it to, to to people so uh yeah you can you can also uh you can also help us uh because two explosion happened in the in the village where i grew up uh on the streets where i used to play with my friends uh two explosions happened out there it really uh killed some people enjoyed a lot of my village mates and my street mates out there i mean and the hunger is and the poverty is 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 ruining the people of the the, the people's life out there so if there's any way you could you could help uh maybe I, I can just uh receive it through the noor foundation so my teammates can can distribute at least a little bit of money to those people or they can buy some because it's extremely cold right now in afghanistan uh, it is in the middle of the winter out there in afghanistan i think this is... yeah i'm 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 a bit i'm a bit confused because in, in australia right now it's cold
0: yeah
1: i'm not Here's i summer. think it's it's, uh, it's 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 spring right now in afghanistan they've just finished the very cold season but still people are people are people are suffering Maybe they can buy some firewoods for them. They can buy some food for them. Uh, that's that's what I, what what I can do. Of course, I will I will I will I will I will give you proof of every penny that we spent. I will send you all the the bills and stuff, just to make you sure that you know <laughs> the money goes to the right. but just to be transparent, and uh, yeah, so it's that's that's how we can we can work, you know.
0: Absolutely. So one last question for you, Nor what's your outlook for the next couple of years and do you hope to someday return back to your homeland?
1: Um, I absolutely would like to to go back to Afghanistan but I'm a bit worried about my own security and safety because uh, just like you I, I, I introduced uh, to many other uh, agencies as well I mean like BBC like big dailies of Afghanistan before Taliban take over the country it's not only about guiding it's not only about bringing foreigners into Afghanistan but it's more only because uh, I don't really like Taliban to to be honest and uh, most of the times when people ask questions about Taliban I just say crazy stuff about Taliban and uh, (laughs) especially the book that I'm going to write it's all about my life that was ruined my childhood that was ruined and my people's life that was ruined under the Taliban rule. And I'm sure if someday if, if we publish this book, it's uh, it's not something the Taliban really like it. And uh, I'm not really sure when can I go back to Afghanistan. I'm not sure about that. I mean, uh, but, but not too soon. Because right now we're under the protection of the amazing Australian government. And uh, so the Australian government also asked me not to go back to Afghanistan. Uh, for 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 at least for another four or five years so that's i think that that's during this timing i i i cannot go back to afghanistan
0: right well no i really appreciate you taking the time it was a fantastic interview and i hope someday in the future uh i get to join you in afghanistan i think that'll be a trip of a lifetime
1: Uh, yeah hopefully thank you so much jeremy for the for the call for the for the talk and everything absolutely i I really really appreciate it
0: absolutely best of luck Take it easy. Yeah,
1: thank you so much, Jeremy. Have a good day. You too, bye. Yeah, bye.